0: Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. All right, Marcy, how hey. you doing? Good. We do not have Joey today. Welcome yes. everyone who's listening. This is uh, Father Paul Bechter.
1: And Marcy Combo. And
0: Marcy Combo. <laughs> and we are... Kind of giggling nervously because <laughs> Joey is having a baby. No, Nikki's having a baby. Nikki's having a baby. Yeah, Joey's staying. Joey is staying around. Laying uh, around, really. Doing nothing. Nothing. Beginning his two-week uh, baby vacation. vacation. Babycation. Babycation. <laughs> and so we are left steering this ship with very little idea of what we're doing.
1: Yeah, we're doing it. We're We're off.
0: And it's also pretty awesome because like Marcy can't actually hear some of the <laughs> th- podcast things are going on because I forgot where the other headphones were. Yeah. So first hiccup. So there we go. Uh, we have another hiccup to mm-hmm. announce to you today. Yeah. Which is that we are both kind of suffering with some allergies. Yes. Uh, Marcy more so. Yes. There's stuff going
1: this. on. There's stuff going on in the nose and the throat. But we're surviving. She's got the
0: cough going. I'm yeah. actually doing all right. I've just got like like heavy sleep eyes from the allergies. Do you
1: get sinus pressure headaches? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've all been there. Yeah. It's happening. Things are changing. It's been windy, but we're surviving.
0: I was born in Houston. That automatically gives you allergies.
1: Does it? My husband has really bad allergies from Houston. Houston.
0: (gasps) What's up, Houston? H-Town. Yeah,
1: shout out. But yeah, so if you hear the sound that I sound different, don't at me. I'm okay. Don't worry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what don't at me means. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> like when you mention someone on social media, you are like at Marcy Combo, and then it would go directly to me. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's like, kind of like a way to like you could like
0: like don't talk shade. to me.
1: Yeah, like don't come throw out throw shade. Yeah, don't throw shade. If there's a you know article out there about allergies really being something else, mm. don't at me. Okay. Yeah, you're cool so, Yeah,
0: don't at her. Don't <laughs> at me. We don't know what we're doing. And we both have allergies and I have like sleep eye going on.
1: Okay. I like that you look at the camera. Joey yeah. told me not to and it made me really uncomfortable. Oh, really? You do a little bit of both.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think I ever did, but now that I'm in the driver's seat.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of power.
0: Yeah. I spin around a lot of power. I want to address directly those who are watching us on YouTube yes. and you can watch us on YouTube. Yes. We have a video podcast. Vlogcast? <laughs> That's a not what it's called. Vlog. I don't know. <laughs> um, Anyway. So, you can find all those things by going to org and hitting our media page, and you'll find both our YouTube channel and our Prodigal and the Priest podcast uh, page. And you can also submit questions there for our Prodigal and the Priest and Me QA session that we have every Friday. Yeah. But today is not Friday. No. Today is Tuesday. Wednesday. Which means.
1: If you're listening, it's Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which means. Which means. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which means that we had sports this weekend, and I know Marcy, you're a huge (laughs) sports fan. (laughs) Huge. Uh, This is a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from completely different cultures. Yep. Um, And we're not going to go deep into the sports.
1: I'm ready. I'm.
0: But I do want to start off by talking about some of the sports disappointments this weekend, Mm -hmm. because there were some disappointments. Yes. For instance, the Cowboys. Yep. Yeah. They lost again. So full of promise. So, how many unable games have there been that they've played? Three.
1: And they've lost? Two. Okay.
0: And they have one incredible comeback for the ages. Okay. So, uh, great game. Which was pretty to- great, but like they still weren't, you know, dominating that game either. And then last night yep. or two nights ago. Two nights ago. Monday night. Let's use absolute terms. Yes. Monday night. We have the Dallas Stars mm-hmm. in the Stanley Cup heroic comeback on Saturday night to extend the Stanley Cup to a Game Six against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they just looked terrible. They were barely hanging on. Everyone yeah. kind of knew it was coming, but oh, spoiler they? alert: yeah, well, I didn't. I oh, okay. Know. Everyone, I think, but mm-hmm. I know the, n- the Lightning oh. just looked better. Like, they were clearly in command. It was clear that over a seven-game series, uh, barring a miracle, the Stars were, were not going to make it. But it's still disappointing um, because that's our team, right? That's, yeah, that's our that's team. That's hockey. That's and hockey. that's our team.
1: Stanley Cup. It's <laughs> the end of all of hockey. I know that. I just found out at lunch today that they didn't... Ar- I thought they already won the Stanley that's Cup. That's amazing. Yeah. that makes People me are so very happy. excited on social media. So I was like, we did it.
0: Yeah, because it was a, a great through. comeback on Saturday. <laughs> 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 we uh, did I, it. Go Stars. Go Let's stars. go Stars.
1: I was amped. I bought a jersey. Only <laughs> did to you be, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was a quick turnaround, Marcy. <laughs> no. Um, so, Yeah. So there's some, there's some disappointment mm-hmm. and well, I know that
1: specifically if you're a Dallas fan, that's a lot of, that's well, yeah,
0: if you're a Tampa Bay fan, you're, you know, over yeah, the living moon. the life. Um, but that's, that's part of the thing of being a sports fan is that you, you have to learn to live with some disappointment and be able to d- detach from it. And I know that that not all of our listeners are particularly into sports and tend to skip sometimes the sports yeah, section. Yeah, n- not that I've ever done um, that. But, uh, I do think it makes a good analogy for what we wanted to talk about today, which was um, like, let's just take a step back. Mm -hmm. Let's look at what's going on right now. The pandemic is still going on. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many like weddings um, and baptisms and things normally like extremely joyful occasions, Mm -hmm. which call for big parties where people can't have the party Mm -hmm. or they have to, to mitigate their expectations somehow and kind of practice a certain detachment and so that's actually what we wanted to talk about today is this topic of detachment in the spiritual life Mm -hmm. um i can't let the uh the habitual underachievement of the cowboys over the last two decades Mm -hmm. like i can't let that drive me into a dark place you know um and that seems kind of obvious for sports, but it's less obvious for other things.
1: But I think people still struggle with it with sports. Oh, I, th- I think so. Yeah. People love sports. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And it can, it can be kind of depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can think, why do I even care about this stuff? Why do I put so much time into it? Um, and so like, even in sports, there's an opportunity to practice what's called holy detachment. Mm-hmm. It's maybe more secular detachment. Um, but it really gets important when it comes to the spiritual life. Um, so I just went on a retreat last week. Uh I guess if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you would know that because I wasn't here. It was uh it was Prodigal and Marcy yep. last week. That's right. And now it's uh what were we calling this? We're calling this oh. Beauty and the Priest. <laughs> yeah, Beauty and the Priest. Get it to we did there. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna sing it for you. But, um
1: <laughs> we have allergies.
0: That's <laughs> and, um, so I was on that retreat. It was wonderful. Um, I was out in the middle of nowhere. I was by myself. I really tried to, to do that thing that Jesus does when he retreats out into a deserted place. It's called the eremos in Greek. It's where we get the word hermitage from. Um, and that word in Greek can mean like the, the wilderness or a deserted place, but it can also mean a quiet place. And so that's what I was trying to do, to go out to a quiet place. And it wasn't a vacation at all. It sounds like a vacation. I went out to the mountains, and I was by myself. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Relaxed.
0: I, I did get some more sleep than normal, but it was it was very much not a vacation. It felt like kind of uh, that battle in the desert that you see when Jesus goes out into the desert. Now, it wasn't quite to that level. I wasn't right. fasting for 40 days and all this stuff, but it was very focused on like you retreat from everything in order to draw close to God. Mm -hmm. Like that's why you do it. That's why you go out to the Mm eremos. And while I was there, I'm getting to the point. Mm -hmm. While I was there, I decided to structure the retreat after what are called the Ignatian spiritual exercises. And I've been through those in various forms a bunch of times throughout seminary. But I actually took like what St. Ignatius wrote And tried to adapt it to my retreat. And I found it very, very just clarifying and helpful. And uh, like he's got this beautiful meditation on, that's called the meditation of the two standards. Um, And so Ignatius was a, (laughs) I almost said was a warrior. That sounds (laughs) funny. Uh, He was a soldier. Yes. And so there's a lot of military imagery. And he's like, look, there's the, army of darkness and the standard of Satan. And then there's the army of God and the standard of Jesus Christ, which is the cross. And a lot of the sort of first half of the Ignatian spiritual exercises, this series of holy hours and prayer and meditation that you do is geared at that moment of like imagining those two standards and then putting yourself under the one of Jesus Christ and rejecting the one of Satan and of all the tactics of that side. Um, of choosing mm-hmm. I'm almost at the point
1: <laughs> Joey is going to hate us
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to give some background you know context yes, c- context. context context is key yes so a key theme that runs throughout the Ignatian spiritual exercises is um, called detachment and what it is is it's a it's a participation in humility um so detachment means that, like, I consider these different situations. I have options, right? And that I'm able to recognize, like, what I want to do, why I want to do it, analyze my motivations, and then say I want to be able to detach from all those and to choose the thing which is for the greater glory of God. Um, the, the motto of St. Ignatius was ad maiorum dei gloriam, for the greater glory of God. And um, so he's he's kind of harping on detachment all throughout, like, like figure out what's holding you back and pray for a holy detachment from that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when we start to apply that down to our daily life, um, down to like even small decisions we make, Like we can see really quickly that that is a path towards peace. Mm -hmm. Um, That a lot of our worry and anxiety comes up from sometimes legitimate and sometimes not that legitimate concern about the outcome of something, Mm -hmm. right? Um, The outcome of my sports team or of my fantasy team. For instance, I did win this week. There you go. Barely hung on. There you go. Didn't win last week, but since I was on retreat, I didn't know until I got back and I had to practice detachment. (laughs) There you go. Right throughout the whole retreat. Yeah. So what if I won? So what if I didn't. And then, um, good. Whatever's for the greater glory of God. And it's like, okay, I don't know how much that applies <laughs> here. But yeah. like, well, like Marcy, I mean, this this is a path that leads to peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can apply down to very like, can you speak to that in your own life at all? The the way that um, there can be like. A struggle for detachment like you're you're a mother you've yeah. got your baby lucy and yeah. she is you know wonderful
1: <laughs> she's wonderful guys she learned how to say father paul this weekend <laughs> at mass she said father pa 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 it's so cute she doesn't say father just the pa 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 okay but it's pretty cute but i'm yes. sure that yeah. there's like
0: there's like tons of opportunities to practice a certain detachment Um, Because, like, you want all sorts of stuff for her. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it may be that she just goes to sleep or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, Um, for sure. I Yeah, and I've heard of detachments. I don't know if this is, like, poor man's terms. But almost just, like, everything in your life in relation. Like, you're just so aware of what the relationship it has with you to be, like, you can care about it. But is this going to affect your relationship with God? Therefore, you're out, like, your goal of heaven. Um, And I do try to think of mm -hmm. things like that. And I, the way um, partially the devil attacks me or, um, the way my wounds come up is caring about things that I can just get so focused in. Um, yeah, especially, especially with being a mother where sleep is my obsession, Lucy getting enough sleep, how many (laughs) hours of sleep she's getting, how she's going to bed, all those thoughts. Like I just worry about it since she was born. Um, but even other things, like when she was first born, uh, I didn't know if I was having a girl or a boy. And so when I found out she was a girl, all of a sudden, like I cared so much about her clothes and what she wore and like mm-hmm. cute bows and like the color scheme that she would wear and what her style would be. And she was like a newborn and it didn't matter. But for very focused amount of time, I was so worried about it. Um, and it almost, I don't know, the Holy Spirit through my husband just kind of asking what's the point of worrying about it and you zoom out and you're like oh yeah like my greater desire is for her to know the love of God the Father (laughs) and what does it matter if she's wearing like the in-color bow that costs 15 bucks um so I just uh, I it you know you struggle I know the general but it's always a battle like I know the general belief of detachment and Praise the Lord. I have a husband or great community of friends that can remind me like, I hear you complaining about that because I'm an external processor. Mm. And then they, they remind me in relation, zoom out. Does this matter? And that's where I get stuck in the zoom in. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where I think the devil wants to keep me like super hyper focused on that one thing. This matters because, and that's where I get stuck. And then I have people that just zoom out.
0: Yeah, no, that's absolutely like step back, take (gasps) a little retreat, right? That's why you take it. You take it to get perspective, Mm -hmm. to be able to detach from these things that Mm -hmm. we get so tied up in. And it's not to say that those things aren't important, right? I think they can be good, like the in color. Actually, if you want her to be, you know, popular and to succeed, (laughs) (laughs) you got to start now. Yeah, she's
1: got to be. Yeah, you got to be attractive. (laughs) No, I or even like yeah, sleep is good or worrying about what like food. I remember when she hit six months old and I mean, no one cares about this, but a new mom, but when they hit six months old and all of a sudden you've like nailed how they're drinking milk. And then you're like, I have to introduce food. I don't know how to do that. And so you get so freaked out and it like overwhelms your mind. Like, am I giving bad things or good things? Or is this going to make them choke? Or is this going to help them? Like you can be a better talk. Like speech therapy is about food and stuff. Like there's a sippy cups that are good and there's sippy cups that are bad. And it is oh my gosh, <laughs> so much information. So Did it you- can be great things. did Did, we do the right cup
0: well no did you did you like make her own food from scratch no um my
1: sweet husband did because he's the cook but yes yes so great
0: yeah but like okay because i mean i I think this is a common thing that parents hear um but i don't know you know how you would work through it other than just working through it that Mm -hmm. like you know the first child is like this and then once you get you know like number (laughs) three or whatever yeah it's like cheerios yeah eat all some day. cheerios <laughs> or french fries so my mom when I was uh when I was little and I had just hit that age of like time for food mm-hmm. my mom's a very good cook she knows a lot about food she loves like she's always loved sort of experimenting with food and and all yeah. that stuff like she would she would make my own food from scratch mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um I don't think she did that for my brothers. <laughs> Later, I like,
1: They were like extreme not only were they like second born but she was like twins. in the trenches you were a toddler. Yeah I was a toddler <laughs> and they
0: were twins. Um, so pretty impressive um, that we all got fed. <laughs> but the thing is like I think something that may have taught her some detachment or just made her irritated I don't mm-hmm. know was that she would leave me with her mom my, my grandma mm-hmm. and grandma would take me without my mom knowing to mcdonald's Mm -hmm. and give me fries Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. i learned from a very early age what the golden arches meant (laughs) and my mom clued into it when we were driving and i'm sitting in the little car seat and i see the golden arches and i go (laughs) reach out and she's like how do you know what that is (laughs) and she found out that my grandma was just giving her fries so she was like going through all this work to make like the the greatest health food for for baby yeah. so that baby turns out because if you don't then like everything's
1: yeah everything it's always <laughs> everything depends to death. on this everything is straight to death in parenthood it is like <laughs> it matters what pajamas they're wearing or else death like everything leads like my brain went straight to yep it's true yeah. it's terrifying so and uh, that is that's appropriate detachment and everyone has it i mean I don't know what the percentage of our millions of viewers are moms, but, uh, so for my life, this is what it is. Um, but that detachment, we eat very, my husband eats very clean and therefore our household eats very clean. But my parents watch my daughter every single day. And so they are bless their hearts trying very hard. They are just, my dad's Colombian, my mom's Mexican. They eat a lot (laughs) and they eat well. And so my daughter can't have gluten. We try to stay away from sugar. Um, Because she has really bad allergies. And so and she's allergic Mm. to eggs. She has eczema. She's just a sensitive soul. And Mm -hmm. so my parents try very hard. But also they're like, but I mean, it was just a tortilla. I'm like, no, mom, that's the thing. (laughs) But she's like. Shout out to Marcy's parents. Shout out to my mom, who's the best cook in the whole world. Um, And feed her from the minute she gets there to the minute we leave. I mean, that girl's in the high chair the whole time. But I think like there's an appropriate detachment that my husband has and that I have that he preaches to me. If one of us is freaking out, that's like, it's okay. Like this is not zoom out for her greater mm-hmm. glory to know the love of a father. Like let her be spoiled by her grandparents yeah. um, and have that detachment feed her well when she's in our home and, you know, educate when we can, but also be so grateful. Our parents are feeding her their food, <laughs> not our food all the time. So yeah.
0: I, I just think that's that's such a helpful perspective to have, because like when when I think of detachment, okay, I've been in like church world for for a long time mm-hmm. now, and that's pretty much the only way I can think, and I really don't know what happens outside of <laughs> <laughs> of church world in real life. <laughs> um, so, uh, like when when I think about detachment, I tend to think of like you know suffering for the sake of the gospel when people insult you or something or for the sake of justice, right? Like beatitude level stuff or, or like having humility about whether or not I'm going to succeed in whatever particular thing mm-hmm. um, and then trying to practice a certain detachment there mm-hmm. about like, you know, <laughs> I am God's poor instrument uh, who's like pretty worthless most of the time. <laughs>
1: Like, yeah, us doing it, this podcast. <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> and so, like, all I can do is my best. Yeah. And it's not cliche to say that because when you've got God who's actually doing the work and he just wants to use us as his instrument, mm-hmm. um, like, our intention really does matter a lot more than our execution. Yeah. As long as the desire is good, mm-hmm. like, I don't think we're holding God back a whole lot and sometimes with like the most pathetic <laughs> of instruments <laughs> he can make his glory manifest that much more mm-hmm. um so like i tend to think in these really big terms but i know that when i say those it doesn't always connect with people on the same level of like so what does that actually look like in my daily life like i'm not often faced mm-hmm. with this big decision mm-hmm. to like stick to the truth and suffer the consequences mm-hmm. or I don't know, preach the gospel and then be hated for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, the thing is, like, you, it's precisely from the little everyday things that you build a habit Mm -hmm. um, of detachment and of fortitude and of trust and all of these things that you need so that when you're called upon in that bigger moment, um, the muscle is there. The muscle is there. Yeah. Um, That's exactly it. And so like like hearing that, you know, everyday things um, that are not small things because like you're concerned about the health and well-being of your child. Yeah. Um, But like we have so much opportunity to practice detachment in these small ways. And if if detachment doesn't make a lot of sense to you, you could also call it surrender Mm -hmm. to practice a certain surrender to the Lord and to his goodness or Jesus, take care of everything I trust in you, something like that, um, even for these little things, because he cares about those little things too. Yeah, um, yeah. fill the, in
1: the spots. That's why always my prayer with parenting, but like with anything. I mean, yeah, like I'm yeah. I'm a worthless instrument, so like I'm I'm doing it, I'm going, we're parenting, we're making choices about big things and little things, vaccines, pajamas. Phil, you love her more than me, so <laughs> fill it in. <laughs> right. I'm trying.
0: Yeah, yeah. so... I had something else. See, Joey would never. Joey would never
1: let this happen. I don't even know what time it is. It's been forty-five minutes. No, we're good. We're good. Okay. Well, then I have a question. So, like, how could (laughs) someone listening? Let me let me Joey this. How could someone listening? How could they start to develop almost like not an an examination of conscience? Like, what is that questioning of where do I need to detach from? What am I holding on to more? You know, what's that process for them? Because not everyone's a mom.
0: Yeah. No. Good point. Not everyone is a mom. Um, okay. So if you were going to Joey this and ask a question, mm-hmm. I'm going to father Paul this and give like a way too long answer that starts <laughs> at the end and then moves back to the beginning. Okay. good. Because yeah. like, okay, just to visualize what it is that we're striving for. What is the ideal? Uh, St. Augustine has this beautiful phrase. Sorry. I keep touching the mic. Well, Said, and I
1: can't hear myself. So I don't know if I'm like, <laughs> I'm drinking coffee. No, you're fine. Sorry. <laughs> you. Um,
0: St. Augustine has this beautiful phrase. Work as if everything depends upon you. Mm -hmm. Pray as if everything depends upon God. Mm -hmm. Um, And there he's trying to strike the balance, right? That detachment doesn't mean, all right, God, you're in control. I'm not going to do anything. And it doesn't mean I'm in control. Everything depends on me. And uh, that makes me like overcome with anxiety and cripples me and paralyzes me, right? It's not either one of those. What is that middle ground? It's to be able to develop a certain freedom that comes from trust and humility That is the ability to work as if everything depends on you, throwing yourself entirely into it, Mm -hmm. but to pray as if everything depends on God, knowing that he alone can, like even if you till the soil and plant the seed and all that, he alone causes the growth Mm -hmm. um, to switch like biblical metaphors. yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So if that's the end, how do we go there? It starts with prayer. It Mm -hmm. always starts with prayer. And it really does start with like that simple just prayer of surrender uh, Jesus, I trust in you. Um, or if you like the sort of more Russian uh, Eastern Orthodox version, Which Lord Jesus Christ said, Son of, Son of the living God of mercy on me, a sinner, mm-hmm. like that Jesus prayer. That's something that in, in the East, it's a very beautiful thing. Um, they like to recite that just kind of on loop constantly, just very softly. They'll even use like basically rosary beads to, to mm-hmm. count it. Uh, we have fingers <laughs> that we can use also if you're not carrying that around. But Like to start to develop a habit of turning to the Lord, to start to develop any habit, you just have to start doing the thing and being intentional and repeated about doing it. If I want to develop the habit of playing the piano well, I have to practice. Mm -hmm. And I have to say I'm committing to practicing every day. Mm -hmm. And so for us, developing this habit of trust and detachment and surrender starts with committing to a daily habit of prayer. And in that daily habit of prayer, making an examination of conscience saying, I'm working on this thing. How did I do up until now? And what is my resolution to try and do better? Because in bringing that to mind at that daily moment of prayer, um, we're setting ourselves up better for success to be able to actually practice that throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And then to look and say, okay, where did I forget to practice that? Where did I get so caught up in the moment? Mm -hmm that I forgot that everything does depend on God and not on me. Um, So that's where you start. And then I know it's not terribly helpful or concrete, but where you go from there is kind of guided by the Holy Spirit and God's providence. Um, Like the habit of a daily examination of conscience, it doesn't have to be that long. If you're working on a specific virtue like this, it can be only focused on that. Where did I succeed? Where did I fail? Give God thanks for where I succeeded. Ask him for the grace to try and do better. Like that daily repetition of a, of a quick examination of the day and calling on God's help can really help us develop this habit of detachment. Yeah. Um, okay. That was like a seven minute answer to a I very short it. question. It was, yeah, it's great. But I don't
1: even know what my original question was. <laughs> <That> was, <people laughs> I was totally, in. totally forgot. Locked in. No, um, yeah, I think that's great. And I think it's helpful to, I mean, this goes into prayer, but using that prayer time to read scripture and know that, re, know the promises that the Lord is going to fulfill, like fulfill be mm, faithful and he no, is going good. to provide and he is going to care for you. Because I think for me, I don't know if this is just me that I turn like tend to white knuckle it. I'm like, yeah, I'm starting my day in prayer, and then, but this is what I'm working on, and then I'm go-, and then I turn right back into self reliance that I'm gonna will this to happen that I will detach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, it can happen very quickly.
0: Yeah, humility is kind of the the fertile ground of the spiritual life, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes we're okay at like trying to be humble. But more often, uh, God needs to send us situations to humble ourselves, <laughs> like humiliating situations so that we can grow in, humil- yeah. in humility. And, um, like, it's great. It's actually so freeing, yeah. and um, it brings about this detachment. Uh, just, I guess, one more thing before we close, one, one more little story, um, is when I was first learning to give homilies— um, In seminary, Mm. we had these things we call homily practica, just, you know, Latin word for practice, but (laughs) (laughs) got to (laughs) over-explain it. Um, And it was so nerve-wracking the first time we tried to move from, like, reading what you had prepared on a page to giving a homily without anything in front of you. Mm. And I remember it was just to a very small group which may have made it harder Mm -hmm. like we were just in this sort of room with like i think there are four other seminarians and the priest who was our our homily guy uh for that small group Mm -hmm. and i got up there and i was on a good track and then i started like self-correcting a little bit oh yeah marcy knows that i do this (laughs) all the time yeah like you know, you're saying something, and then instead of plowing ahead, you're like, wait, actually and then no, so wait, you I go back and you reset and then you're like, Wait, where was I? <laughs> I just lost everything. That happened mm-hmm. and I started to get so nervous. Like sweating. Oh gosh, yeah. Sort of could turn my could could feel my face just turning beet red and just like wanting to say, Please can I start over? Or just go sit down. And, and knowing, and knowing to... that I couldn't.
1: Okay. That's like not, that's part of the rules. You can't. That's um, part of the rules.
0: And like, you know, there's no, <laughs> failure has no consequence and, <laughs> in, in that. And that's like, there's really nothing to lose except for the esteem of your, your peers, but everyone is going to fail and you all know it. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of okay. Um, But still like having to go through that, just humiliation mm-hmm. of like, I do not want to know what I'm saying right now. Mm-hmm. And Than having to go through all of this stuff in just an instant of like, Lord, please help me to detach from this and to finish it. I need to finish at some point and to get through it. Like I've gone through that so many times now. Um, And I am not perfect at detachment or at humility by any means. Um, But I know that it's the repetition of that, that can really help. And so you, I guess you kind of have to step out into an uncomfortable situation that challenges you and then be okay with failing and knowing that in failing or even feeling like you failed a little bit mm-hmm. even if it didn't actually go that bad yeah that like that is a golden opportunity to grow in detachment and humility mm. and trust yeah and so freedom it's it's kind of awesome the freedom of the children of god who Don't care if they make mistakes because children are just like, I'm going to do what I'm doing. Yeah. (laughs) It's the best. And I don't even care. So, all right. That is it for this week. And we need to do our thing, right? What's our thing? I'm playing the outro music. You can't hear because you got headphones. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I'm Prodigal and the Priest. This is Father Paul (laughs) Vector.
1: And Marcy Combo. Take care.
0: And God bless.
1: (laughs)